Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. And New Zealand's Paul Cole and Joel King. Yes, Joel, of course, uh, one of our uh, flag bearers, uh, along with Tom Walsh. They both went into the Commonwealth Games as heavy favourites in the men's and women's squash singles. Overnight in the quarterfinals, they punched their ticket through to the last four uh, in very different fashion. While Cole went through in straight sets, uh, Joel King had to come back from a set down against local hero Lucy Timmel uh, with our match coming down to a tie break after 85 gruelling minutes. Uh, a real thriller particularly for the locals. On the line we have uh, squash punnant Dave Worsley to uh, tell us a wee bit more uh, about both of these uh, two athletes. Uh, first of all Dave, a little bit nervous last night watching Joel play were you? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, even even the second game, 18-16, that's just kind of nuts. The final game was uh, 14-12. I, I guess I didn't want it to go down, uh, I'd love to, because that for Joey at age 33 against a 22-year-old opponent is kind of difficult. You know, that, that's when you start, gee, you know, how are those old legs going? And she calls them old legs, so I'm allowed to do it. Uh, but, you know... The thing is with Joelle King, she's an attacking player. She's not a grinder. Whereas perhaps if you say about Paul Cole, he's a guy who will stay out there all day and all night and grind it out. So there's two different styles of players there. And uh, Joey's always been aggressive. There was a few moments, particularly in that second game when it got tight, that uh, both players tended to um, try their little tricks of either trying to run right through each other or trip each other or, you know, you do whatever you can to win. So uh, that is a... That is a good performance, though. Um, the, the resilience, the old legs, as you say, came through. Um, how does that stand her now uh, with that gruelling one under her belt in terms of backing up? Well, she does have uh, a little bit more of a, uh, a rest time as such because uh, generally she's been playing at 11pm or, or midday uh, UK time. This time it's going to be 3pm, so there's a mixture of two or three hours in there. She's very fit. She was at the physio for I don't know how long last night. I was getting messages from the manager saying uh, she's still in the physio. She's uh, getting another rub down, doing everything possible. I mean, she's done this before. Uh, last year, make it the last come off games of this, um, she ended up playing three matches in one day. <laughs> you know, that was a doubles mixed and a, uh, and a single. So, you know, she, she's certainly done it before. She knows what she's here for. I'm not saying that Joey's going to retire after this year, but this is her last Commonwealth Games. You know, she wants to do it again. She wants to beat the English in England. And at this rate, um, you know, she's doing pretty well. She's got to take on um, a Canadian or English-born Canadian, uh, Holly Norton, who's ranked about uh, 20 or thereabouts in the world in the, um, in the semifinals. She's never lost to her. Mind you, she's she never lost to, to Mal either. 
And at this rate, it looks as though she will play, if, she may, if everything goes to plan, against Sarah-Jane Perry, I think, in the uh, finals, which, of course, was what happened in the Gold Coast as well. So, you know, there, there's plenty on it. And, um, you know, you, you give it one last hurrah. It is, uh, it's a really cool story because it doesn't stop there either. Uh, she's involved in the mixed doubles and the women's doubles as well. The program is extremely busy for her. Yeah, that's right. The, the good thing here, though, is that they're not playing them all together. So uh, basically we have the women's uh, or the singles for men's and women in just a couple of days' time, and then the, uh, the doubles starts out for both the men's, women's, and mixed. So unless she's not in theory playing three matches in a day, although that could, I guess, still happen when I look at it, but you know, that, that's, that's a big thing, but they're playing them kind of separately uh, because you know, Gold Coast was just nuts. Um, you know, the matches weren't finishing until uh, one time uh, about uh, after midnight or 1am and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's plenty of matches for her to play, but it's just going to be, uh, you know, a little uh, a little bit more spread out, which will certainly help uh, Joey a bit more. I was a bit worried, I've got to say, the other night. I shouldn't be because I should know uh, Paul Cole's ability and trust in his ability. But uh, when he was up against uh, Amir Evans, uh, this Welshman, uh, with a bit of a home crowd on his back, it just looked a little bit tenuous there for a little while. <laughs> yeah, dropping uh, one game against a guy ranked in the 90s. The thing is, sometimes you just haven't seen a player before. You're like, well, I don't even know who this guy is, and you're not too sure how they're going to play it. And they may come out and play a complete and utter blinder. And that, that's the sort of thing. It's like, you know, someone just comes out and you think, geez, I've never seen this guy. What the heck is he doing? No one I've known has played like this before. And that can just sort of, uh, you know, a little bit of hesitation about how you're going to play it. And, uh, yeah, you've got to come up with your game plan. Yes, you try and research, but sometimes it's not so easy to research against someone that is totally brand new. Okay, let's uh, before we uh, get back to Paul Cole, uh, Temwa and Lawamba Jaleshi, what did you make of their performances as newbies on the block? Yeah, I think um, kind of to be expected. We had um, Lawamba losing to a player ranked in similar uh, ranking to him in the 90s, and that went to five games. That probably could have gone either way. Uh, the Temwa in his game, he, he lost to someone ranked quite a bit uh, higher than him, a little bit more experienced. The problem is, uh, with these guys, you have to give them a Commonwealth Games under the belt for the next Commonwealth Games. They're 21, although 10 was 22 today, and um, 23. So for the next Games uh, in Victoria, Australia, they're going to be in their prime. You know, when they're 27, 26 sort of thing, that's just when they should really be starting to hit their straps. You can't just expect 21-year-olds who have had limited international experience to go out there and start winning medals. So in many ways, they won a round each. Good. And, uh, yeah, uh, their losses weren't unexpected. It would have been good to see Luamba win his match. He could have, but just didn't in the end. What do you make now uh, of uh, Paul Cole's chances? He's the hottest of favourites. Uh, and after that tiny little hiccup there, um, he's progressed on quite nicely without being under too much pressure. Uh, he looks good. Yeah, he's um, the Indian uh, veteran, 35-year-old uh, uh, who he's never lost to as well. I mean, things change when you're in a semi-final of a, of a uh, Commonwealth Games. You know, people that you've never lost to, you know, you start beating. Um, or, you know, they, they beat you, that sort of thing. The pressure comes on and home crowds, different conditions, etc. I, I think he should actually go through this one 
relatively easily. But he's still on the cards to take on Joel Macon, the uh, world number seven um, who, from uh, Wales, who's a feisty ginger from Wales, so you can imagine what he's like. Uh, that should be a lot of fun if that does happen. Um, you know, there's a little bit of rivalry between them. So, uh, yeah, Paul Cole's still the favourite. I mean, you know, he, he's been number one. He's played against all the Egyptians in Egypt constantly. You think there's pressure playing in the Commonwealth Games? Think about the pressure playing against those guys in Egypt. So he's used to it. Uh, for Joey, you know, I, I oh, it'll be tough for her. I, you've really got to say, and I mean, I don't like really putting this much on him, but, you know, Paul should come away with the gold. Joey, it depends on her body. I'm expecting him to make the final anyway, so you've got gold over there. And then when we come down to the uh, mixed and, um, and uh, the uh, women's doubles, you know, in my mind, the favourites are uh, Joey and Amanda Landis-Murphy. They're very good, even though they're not seated top somehow. Uh, whereas Paul and Joelle in the, in the mix, <laughs> you know, strangely, they're not the top seeds, number, number two and number five in the world. But, yeah, they, they should come away with a medal. I'm not saying it'll be gold. I don't think it will be gold on that, but um, they're, you know, they're, they're worth a medal. Okay, so how did uh, Dave? Of course, you're the king of racket sports, so you know. Uh, and and when tennis, we often see that you know the the best singles players don't make great doubles players. Does that apply uh, to squash necessarily? Well, yeah, a little bit. There, there are you know, Mandelanders Murphy, who's there with uh, Joel King. Um, they won the uh, doubles uh, last time in the Gold Coast, and it was really Amanda who stepped up because Joelle had really been through such tough matches, whereas Amanda had only played a couple of singles matches. She's superb in doubles because of the ankles that she can play as a lefty in particular. So she she really steps up. I mean, it, it's really interesting. Doubles and squash, if you get the top players playing, can be really good. And of course, the court is bigger. Um, Paul Cole, I wouldn't say is the best doubles player. His style of play is not necessarily a good double style of play. Uh, in some ways, you've got to be, I wouldn't say more attacking, but you've just got to play the court angles a little bit more. Uh, he, that's not, I wouldn't say it's strength. He's very good at it, but it's not his strength. Whereas jo- Joelle King, with her power, comes in very handy uh, with a lefty who can be quite a risky sort of player in uh, Landis Murphy. So, yeah, there is a different style there, and that's where putting um, Joey and Paul together. You think, oh, gee, number two and number five, they should thrash everybody. You know, it's, it's um, overall, the different styles and how they combine. Overall, Dave, uh, when you look at uh, the, the size of the squash team that we sent this time around, uh, how have you felt uh, it's performed to this point? Because some of them, uh, of course, don't really get seriously involved until the double side of it as well. Yeah, we had uh, Caitlin Watson there as well, and um, you know, she, she won around. Um, so everybody has won around. Um, she took on one of the top seeded players, lost in four games. So, you know, yeah, that's a pretty good performance. She's only 21 as well. Uh, again, first time in the game. Next time, she should be just about right. And that's the hardest thing with high-performance sport. You've got to say, look, we've got to give some of these players exposure. Otherwise, you know, they're going to get thrashed uh, when, when or if they do make it. We've got to get them in the games to actually play better in the games. And that's the hardest thing for every sport because that doesn't seem to sit that well with high-performance sport. It's, it's a really interesting one. But I think, you know, so far everybody can be relatively happy. And, you know, we're, we're, we are where we should be with both Paul and Joey, even though Paul was uh, doing stupid interviews and sending them back to me. Um, but that's all fine, comparing himself to Novak Djokovic uh, and all sorts of other crazy things that he does. I'll get him for that. But, yeah, it's... Um, I think we can be satisfied so far. 
It's such a, well, some, uh, these are quite unique, these uh, Commonwealth Games things for the likes of uh, Joel King and, and Paul Cole because there's very much a team element to this, whereas 95% of the time they're on the road basically as individuals. So what kind of enjoyment would they get out of the, the team environment, do you think? Oh, Paul Cole in particular loves it. He absolutely loves teams. He hasn't actually lost the last three men's teams uh, events we're playing um, singles, which is quite amazing. Um, he, he just loves it. He, he says, this is what I, you know, I'm, I'm here as an individual a lot of the time, you know, around the world, but I really love playing for New Zealand. You know, his, his uncle, uh, Tony Cole, played rugby league for New Zealand. It's kind of like a thing in the family that he wants to do it with um, Joelle King. You know, she, she loves it as well. She loves helping out the younger players or... Amanda Landers Murphy is one of her best friends. Of course, uh, Joel King's brother played a game for the All Blacks. And uh, you know, they're both really team-orientated people because they're so often playing for themselves and it's such a solo existence. And then to actually get in a team where you're helping other people or they're trying to help you, there's always uh, the Chalisi boys or Caitlin Watts or Abby Palmer, the doubles player there in the crowd, you know, clapping them on and encouraging them. And that can be great. So forecasting, Dave, looking ahead, um, how many medals do you think we'll get out of this program? What, what can we look at? Well, you, you should expect three, um, because obviously we've got two people in the semis already. Uh, so we, we should expect um, something out of uh, both of those players. And then I expect something out of uh, Landis Murphy and um, Joel King. And then possibly a fourth, possibly, uh, with the mixed doubles as well. And uh, we, we won four last time, or claimed four last time. I, I believe four is not out of, uh, you know, something that we can achieve. But, you know, three is a safe bet, um, in my mind. Just that uh, I see India are trying to push for shooting and wrestling to be introduced in yeah. the next uh, Commonwealth Games. Um, good what about it. tennis? Yeah, they're good at it. What about, what about tennis? Well, tennis was in there uh, in... Delhi in 2000 and, what was that, 2010. Uh, they did have tennis in there because they had a couple of good players and they won lots of medals. India excels in shooting. There's no shooting in uh, this Commonwealth Games. So it was one of the events dropped. Remember, you, you've got to remember this, that events can be dropped. Now, it would be unusual for it being held in Australia next, next time to drop squash. I don't think they'd do that. Uh, what else would they bring in? They may bring in men's cricket um, next time, although it'll be a strange time of the year to play it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, here's a question for you then. What events would you drop for the next Commonwealth Games in Australia? And what events yeah. would you bring in? There's your big question. It could probably bring in Aussie rules. Uh, <laughs> and have no one else playing it. Guaranteed golf. Yeah, so that, that's the sort of thing. You've got to look at it for TV. Would you bring in climbing like they did at, uh, at the Olympics? That seemed fairly popular, wasn't it? Um, so think about what uh, sports should drop that just don't look that good for TV and for the use and uh, which ones, you know. I, I don't know if they bring in shooting, wrestling. I don't think it's that popular uh, for people to, I don't know, maybe it is. Um, yeah, so uh, there's, a, there's a couple that I'm not so keen on, but, you know, yeah, so it's an interesting one. Has, has the basketball excelled, three-by-three three basketball? Not sure. Yeah, not sure either, to be perfectly honest. Jury's, jury's out on that one. Yeah, you could always be in uh, for, uh, an event for being a prat, and Kyrgios would be uh, absolute favourite for the gold medal there. So what, what do you, what do you, um, how have you made uh, of uh, Nick Kyrgios actually putting his racket before his mouth there for almost a week in Wimbledon, and what are the prospects ahead? 
<laughs> well, he just won the doubles title and uh, one of the lead-up tournaments to the US. Uh, you know, I'll be interested. I'm going to be up in New York in uh, three weeks' time, so I'll be interested to see how he's going to go. Uh, you know, he's won a doubles tournament with uh, Kokonakis again, and uh, yeah, he's he's playing pretty well actually. Uh, when it comes to the US Open, I'd start putting. You know, he's not going to win the title, but I'd start putting a couple of dollars on him to actually make it through a few rounds. You know, he, he's playing well enough to do that, and uh, he's showing that he's versatile on all surfaces, uh, going from grass uh, to the hard court. And, yeah, he, he's he's one of the actual form players at the moment. My curiosity is whether Daniel Medvedev, as the world number one, can come back from no play at Wimbledon and on, um, you know, whether he can come back, and also whether Djokovic is somehow given an exemption to play in New York. But no other athlete, including basketballers, have been given that exemption. Yeah, yeah I don't see that happening. I really don't see that happening. Uh, uh. Um, unfortunately for the event, Dave. Hey, brilliant! Thanks for the update on um, Joel and Paul in particular. Look yep, forward to the rest of the morning. Yep, I'll be. Uh, well, I'll, I'll try and set the alarm. Put it that way. Busy people, busy people. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank you very yeah, much, yeah, Dave. Exactly. Great, right. great catching up, buddy. Thank you. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.